Hello everyone and welcome back to the Gummer Report. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about Game 7 of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals uh, where the Celtics ended up beating the Miami Heat 100-96. And after we speak about that game for a little bit, we're going to be talking about the Finals, uh, the Golden State Warriors versus the Boston Celtics. My thoughts about that series... And at the end of the episode, my prediction about exactly what's going to happen. Um, but before we get into that, I want to talk about Game 7. So the, the Boston Celtics ended up defeating the Miami Heat 100-96 um, and ended up going uh, getting their ticket to the NBA Finals. Uh, so this game was, I wouldn't say back and forth. The Heat were never never had a huge lead. Um, but the Heat were always, I would say, in the game. Even when the Heat were down by 17, I always felt that the that they were going to be able to make a run, and they did. Um, anytime the Celtics got up by 15, 17 points, the Heat were able to bring it back um, into single digits and make it close. Um, and even the fourth quarter, that towards around like eight or nine minutes, the I think the Celtics were up by double digits, and the Heat fought their way back and you know made it a super close game, only losing by four points. And so if you look at the Heat box score, really everyone besides Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo played really bad. Um, you know, you have Jimmy Butler, 48 minutes, 35 points, 24 of those points being in the first half, 13 for 24 from the three point from the field goal, one for four from three, nine rebounds, one assist. Uh, and then Bam, 25 points, 12 for 21, 11 rebounds, four assists. Um, just really good games from the Heat's two stars. But then you look at everyone else's performance. You have Kyle Lowry, 15, 4 for 12. Similar again here. You have Max Struess, 8 for 8 points, uh, 3 for 12, only 2 for 7 from the three-point line. P.J. Tucker only played 17 minutes. I'm not sure why, but he was 0 for 3 from the field from field goals. Victor Oladipo, only 9 points. Gabe Vincent, only 4. And Tyler Hero only played 6 minutes with that groin injury. So besides Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, it really was, you know, not a great game for the Heat role players. And like I mentioned in the last episode, Kyle Lowry and Max Drews really struggling combined, you know, uh, Kyle Lowry played 35, 38 minutes, Max Drews for 35 minutes, and they really could not get uh, the ball in the basket. Um, and especially Max Drews, he's there to play defense. That's why they don't play Duncan Roberts anymore, but he was getting picked on defense almost every single uh, time down the court. Uh, Kyle Lowry did have a few, you know, good plays, seven rebounds, three assists, but he was atrocious from the th- from the free throw line. Um, the Heat were 16 for 24 from the free throw line, only 66%. Um, so yeah, not a good game at all for the Miami Heat. Um, and, bo- and I want to talk about the Celtics, um, and they their stars really played well. Jason Tatum, 26 points. Marcus Smart, 24 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Jalen Brown, 24 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Um, and then you have Al Horford, only 5 points, didn't shoot very well, only 2 for 9 from the field goal, but had 14 rebounds um, and 2 blocks. And then Robert Williams only was able to play 14, 14 minutes. Um, and, yeah, he didn't have such a great game. Obviously, that injury, that knee injury must have been you know, you know, bugging him, and so Grant Williams played most. Uh, Grant Williams and Derek White shared a lot of the bench minutes. Twenty-nine minutes for Grant Williams, eighteen minutes for Derek White. Um, but yeah, overall, great performance by most of the Celtics players, um, especially the three top dogs in Tatum, Smart, and Brown. Um, and yeah, so just a great game for the Celtics, and I'm happy for them that they were able to make it into 
the Eastern Conference Finals uh, in into the finals. I was rooting for them, um, and yeah, so I'm excited for this you know for the this year's finals. But before we get into my predictions, my thoughts on that series, I want to talk about the future for the Miami Heat. Um, the Heat have a great roster, I think. On paper, they have one of the best rosters in the NBA this past year. Obviously, they had their two stars in Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. They had Kyle Lowry, who coming into the season was supposed to be, you know, what they needed to get over the edge, uh, what the Heat needed to get over the edge into that championship, uh, into you know, getting a veteran point guard, and they would he they would be able to help him because um, that's what I think they were missing in the bubble. They didn't have such a great point guard, only you know Goran Dragic, but. That was a disappointing in Kyle Lowry, also disappointing in Duncan Robinson, but they have also a lot of other bright spots, P.J. Tucker, Tyler Hugo, Max Juice, Gabe Vincent, um, and so yeah, I think that, um, and then you know they, they had Dwayne Dedman and players like that, a lot of deep, Victor Oladipo, Markeith Morris, Caleb Martin, um, and then Udonis Haslam is you know, essentially a assistant coach, so their team is really, really deep, and they have a lot of I think their team is really great for the regular season where they have a lot of players who can come in and uh, for injuries and they don't lose a step and stuff like that. But when the playoff comes, you don't not all these players are going to play. They they could go 13 deep, the Heat. P.J. Tucker, Victor Oladipo, Markeith Morris, Caleb uh, Martin, Dwayne Dedman. Um, that's, you know, six right there. And then you have Gabe Vincent, Max Drews, Tyler Hero, P.J. Tucker, Duncan Robinson, Kyler, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. That's just like almost two full rosters of players. There's some of these players that didn't play at all in the playoffs that could play for some of the teams in the league. But I think that this offseason, the Heat have a lot of decisions to make. Obviously, they have Jimmy Butler and, Kyle, and Bam Adebayo. You keep those. Jimmy Butler proved himself this playoffs. You know, after a really bad playoff performance last year getting swept by the Bucks, he proved himself. He's a superstar in this league, and he could be the best player on any team. But you have to build the right roster around him. And I don't think that this team is the is the best format for Jimmy Butler. You have Bam Adebayo, obviously you keep him. But then you have Kyle Lowry. His base salary, you're paying him $28 million a year. He was terrible this playoffs. He's injury prone. And when he does play, he does... He, it seems like he's lost a step. Um, a, uh, these short guards, the first thing they lose when they get old is their speed. You see that with Chris Paul. You see that with Kemba Walker. And now you're seeing it in Kyle Lowry. He's getting old. Um, he's losing a step. He can't keep up defensively. Um, so I think the Heat are going to have to, they're going to have to trade Kyle Lowry. And they're for sure, for sure going to have to trade Duncan Robinson, who they're playing, who they're paying $16 million a year, who did not play a single minute in game seven. Um, I think they would be perfect uh, to trade him to the um, to the to the excuse me to the um, what can I think of it to the Lakers. I think the Lakers would love to have him. He's a shooter that they he can play with LeBron. He's not very good defensively, but I, I think that the Lakers would you know would take him and, and take his contract on. PJ Tucker's a free agent this year. Um, so they're going to have to, they should definitely re-sign him. Um, is he going to want more money? Potentially this year, he was only getting paid uh, $7 million. Could he get paid up? I think, he, I think he could get a contract with some team that is like 10 to $14 million a year. Easy. Um, then you have Tyler Hero, who when he was healthy, he played all right in the playoffs, but he also is a little bit of injury prone and he's a young player and he's only getting, 
his rookie scale contractor now with five million dollars and so they're gonna have to pay him he's gonna want an extension and you know the heat thinking maybe if they're not able to get rid of Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson they're not gonna have money to they're gonna they're, they're gonna be able, they're not gonna be able to pay Tyler Hero so should they trade him with his with when his when his trade value is, is so high with this rookie contract I think that's something that they definitely have to consider Max Juice, you know, who came out this year, um, you know, two-way contract. He he's gonna ha- he has um, he's a, he's a free agent this year, so they're gonna have to decide to re-sign him or not. Um, I think that they're not gonna be able to because I think some team teams are gonna see that he is valuable and they're gonna give him more money that the that the that the, that the Heat are gonna be comfortable with. And then you have other then you have Victor Oladipo and Markeith Morris and Caleb Martin. I think they let Markeith Morris and Caleb Martin walk, but Victor Oladipo they would love to keep him. He really. He was on a prove it deal this year. He only was getting paid, you know, I think like a, min- a minimum. Um, but yeah, he was only getting yeah he was only getting paid one point seven million dollars a year. He pro- he was on a prove it deal and he proved it. And so they're gonna have to pay him money. Um, they're gonna have to pay him a larger contract if they want to keep him. And I think that the Heat would like to have him, and I think that Victor Oladipo would like to stay in Miami. But I don't think they're going to have the money to pay him because he's going to want a big contract, um, and so I think that he actually walks. So a lot of the players that they, that were pivotal to this playoff run are not going to be there, um, and a lot of them um, are not, you know, as good as they were before. So I think that he'd have a lot of decisions to make this off season, and you know, I'm excited for what they're going to do in the draft and in everything like that in the free agency. So you know. Let's see if the Heat can potentially. I don't it, like. It's weird to say that they're in a rebuilding year, but they kind of are because you know this. I would say it wasn't a failure. Obviously, they made it to the conference finals, but they really the Celtics really uh, showed a lot of the flaws that this team has, and they're gonna have to fix those in the off season with Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley. So let's see what the Heat do. Uh, but now I want to move on to the Celtics and the Warriors. Uh, before I give my predictions, I want to talk about this this Celtics playoff run. So I've watched almost, I would say, most of the Celtics playoffs game. I watched all the all the all the Bucks games. I missed off one or two of the Heat games, and I watched all the Nets games. Um, so, and I you know I follow you know I watch ESPN and Yahoo and all that stuff. So. Even if we're not watching the games, I know what's been happening in these playoffs with the Celtics. And I, I think that this is uh, something that I was thinking about while preparing this podcast is that I think this might be one of the most difficult um, playoff runs for any team, um, especially especially if they're able to beat the, the Warriors. If they're able to finish it off with a championship, this would be one of the most difficult and most hard playoffs uh, playoff runs ever. And so when you think about a hard playoff run, you I obviously I thought of it right away. I thought about the 2015 uh, 2016 Cavs when the when they came back from down 3-1 against the 73 and 9 Warriors. But I think that the only really that was definitely the hardest finals ever. 100% against the best team in basketball ever. Um, down 3-1. LeBron brings it home. That's the hardest finals. But if you look at the final, if you look at the the series before that it was easy for the Celtics it was easy for the for the Cavaliers they beat the Raptors easily they beat the 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 Pacers easily 
Um, but for the Celtics, even the games before the, the, the series before they even get to the finals were extremely difficult. You look at the first round, Kyrie and KD. And yes, that team had terrible, terrible chemistry. But the way they defensively, they're, the way they were able to defensively shut down two of the league's best players, two of the league's best scorers, two of the NBA's greatest scorers of all time is is just incredible. It's it shows how how, you know, how the players have bought in to the coaching staff and to the defense and to the defense there. Um, and it and it shows how, you know, the scheme that they had was perfect. And I know they swept them, but each game was so, so close. And they could have lost every they could have I don't think they could have gotten swept, but that game could have easily, easily gotten gone to seven games. And so that's just the first series being able to defeat Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving like that. And and they had some good players on that team too. Bruce Brown had an amazing series. You know, Andre Drummond was playing all right. Goran Dragic was playing pretty well. Seth Curry. You know, the, the, the Nets weren't just any team. And, you, you know, it wasn't just Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving and Scrubs. They had solid role players around them. And I think the, the Nets, if they were playing a different team, you know, if they were playing the Hawks, they would have moved on to the next round. If they were playing, uh, let's see, what are other Eastern Conference, you know, who did the Heat, you know, the Heat beat? trying to think whatever it doesn't matter but you know if they weren't playing the celtics they would probably moved on to the next round um if they're playing the sixers they might have even won that's another team the raptors they would have won for sure so the nets were a great team and then you move on to the next round and they beat the reigning champs and yes yes they were missing chris middleton but they still had the best player arguably that top you know for sure a top three player in the nba and Giannis Antetokounmpo and drew holiday um, and so they beat them too. And again, defensively shutting down Giannis and then, you know, limiting Drew Holiday. Um, and, you know, he's definitely not so comfortable doing all the things that he, he needs to do offensively. But that, you know, they were, de- they were de- the defending champs and they were missing their second best player, I understand. But still, Giannis could have, they could have lost that series easily because Giannis is just so dominant. But no, they go on and they beat the they they beat the Nets and then they beat the Bucks and then in the conference finals they go and they play one of the best regular season teams this whole year the number one seed in the East in the Miami Heat they have Jimmy Butler a top ten player in the NBA for sure they have one of the best defensive players in the league in in what's his name in Bam Adebayo and then they have an extremely deep roster um, that they're able to you know defeat with Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo it was just an incredible. A, a, you know run for the Celtics and I think it, what makes it even what why I'm saying this is because they were so good defensively I just saw Kendrick Perkins say that this is one of the best defensive teams that he's ever seen I think he might have even said the best defensive team pl- t- playoff team he's ever seen and I would have to agree with that they were so dominant defensively just like di- I, I can't even explain it um, just you know, you watch the game. You know, you talk a lot about statistics and you know, um, and shooting percentages and points per game and all the things like that. But to really know basketball, you have to watch it. And anyone watching that could see that the Celtics were the best team defensively in the in the playoffs, and they were like that for the most of the regular season. So I just want to you know get that get that idea out there that this is a hard that this wasn't easy for the Celtics. Um, this was hard and. All the players bought in. Um, they and you know, especially it was even more difficult because of what happened to them at the beginning of the regular season. Uh, you know, twenty-two and twenty-three losing record, 11th, 11th in the East. 
they lose heartbreakers to Dallas, uh, to 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 the Bulls, to um, to the Knicks, buzzer beater by R.J. Barrett, losing buzzer beater after buzzer beater against the Bulls. They blew a twenty something lead and they lost by fourteen. Um, and you know there's theories that they might be trading Jalen Brown because he can't play together with uh, he can't play together with Tatum and they might have to trade Marcus Smart and everything like that. The team just seemed to be falling apart. It didn't even look like they were going to make the playoffs, but they did. And not only did they make the playoffs, they made it as the two seed. They didn't duck the smoke with the Nets, and they made it to the finals and have a great chance to win these finals. Um, and so I think that one of the biggest things because of this is because of the players bought in. And I keep mentioning that, but I think Jalen Brown especially, him and Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown figured out that I am not, I am not the number one on this team. I am the number two. I am the Robin. Jason Tatum is the Batman. And that's fine. There's been so many great number twos in NBA history. Kobe Bryant was, for the beginning of his career with Shaq, was a number two. Dwayne Wade, a number two. And for Shaq, towards the end of his career with Dwayne Wade, he was a number two. Um, you know, you know, Scottie Pippen, Clyde Drexler. Um, those are, you know, star players, Hall of Fame caliber players that, you know, they, they internalize that, you know, I'm playing with such a fantastic, amazing once-in-a-lifetime player, and I'm going to take the backseat. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be passive and that I'm going to be, you know, you know, grumpy about it. I'm going to do my job, which is to, you know, be the number two player on this team, still be a leader, still store the 25 points a game, still play the elite defense, but I'm going to take a backseat to the Jason Tatums, to the LeBron Jameses, to the, you know, to the Kobe Bryants, to the Shaquille O'Neals. And a lot of these players... It really worked out for them. To the Michael Jordans, you know, Scottie Pippen, you know, he was an amazing player, and he definitely could, I feel, have been a number one in his, you know, if he played without Michael Jordan. But he realized that he was playing with one of the best basketball players of all time. And not to say Jason Tatum is on that level, but I think we have to give a lot of credit, a lot, a lot of credit to Jalen Brown for being able to do this. And he's played amazing these playoffs, and I'm excited to see what he's able to do in these finals. So. Moving on to finals prediction, this is a really a really long episode, but love, you know who doesn't love you know NBA playoff basketball. Um, in the two games they played this season, the the they split them. The the Celtics won one game and the Warriors won one game, so that's regular season also. So I don't want to read too much into that, but I think that the I think it's a seven game series for sure, and I I think the Celtics are going to win in seven games. Um, I think they're, yeah. I, I think the Celtics are going to win in seven games because I think their defense is so, so amazing, and I think they they they're able to line up. You know, you know, uh, what's what's the word? You know, team, match up especially well. So you know, let's go through the lineups that the Warriors could potentially have. Uh, the Warriors Curry is guarded by Smart, a pool um, guarded by Jalen Brown. Or you know you know Jason not Jason Tatum but you know then Grant Williams can guard or Robert Williams could guard Draymond Clay guarded by uh, by Tatum or or Brown Th- those two are interchangeable and then you have Andrew Wiggins who's able to be guarded uh, by Al Horford or you know someone like that I just think that the the Celtics are extremely versatile um, and that the Warriors are going to have trouble with that I think they're going to be able to switch everything the Celtics which will be perfect for what uh, the Warriors do. And so yeah, I'm rooting for a seven-game series. I want the Celtics to win, even though you know I'm not a Lakers fan, but 
uh, I do usually I have been rooting for the Lakers recently because of LeBron so um, even though the Lakers even though the Celtics if they win they would have more championships than the Lakers I don't care about that I want the Celtics to win I'm rooting for them seven game series Celtics beat the Warriors um, I think finals MVP is going to be Jason Tatum I think he's going to turn it on um, he's going to see this opportunity that he has in front of himself, you know, 24 years old, able to win a finals MVP and finals. He's going to take advantage of that. Um, and yeah. And so also just really watching that game last night was amazing, especially that the Celtics were able to win because what Jason Tatum um, was wearing on his, you know, his elbow, he was wearing that Kobe, you know, sweatband with the purple, uh, with the purple and gold 24 on it. That was just, you know, amazing to see and happy to see that the Kobe disciples um, are having a lot of success in the NBA playoffs, especially with D- Jason Tatum. So that's my prediction. Celtics in seven. I'm excited for Thursday, first game of the NBA Finals. Um, hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, hope you all enjoyed this uh, this podcast. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching, listening, and goodbye.